just a quick warning before we start, this podcast does contain a few swear words. Thanks. Hello again, everybody. Welcome to episode three of Business Life podcast from Food Circle. Uh, I'm James, obviously one of the founders of Food Circle here with Paul. Yep. Say hello. Hello. Hi, everyone. Um, and this week, we've got another great conversation with another local entrepreneur and fitness expert, Mick Blythe. Good conversation, wasn't it? Yeah, no, it was really good. Really good conversation. I think people enjoy it. Anyone that's into fitness, into business and uh, fitness and business will really, really enjoy this. The guy's an absolute legend, especially locally in Rotherham and Sheffield. Um, he gives out some fantastic tips on, um, you know, starting out as a, on your own as a PT and all that sort of thing and fitness tips, how to stay dedicated. So, yeah, it'll bring a lot of value to people, I'm sure. It's really good. Yeah. Loads of good stuff in there, um, both on business, fitness, and mm. you know motivation. Um, how to stick to a goal. Yeah. Um, and being honest and being you know being yourself, being authentic, uh, especially on social media where there's so much. Um, well, it's quite a lot of um, people who aren't authentic. Yeah. As well. So yeah, really good conversation, and uh, hope you all enjoy it. Here we go. Right then, Mick Blythe, thank you very much for coming on. Really looking forward to this. Um, so let's get into it. Um, who are you, Mick? Um, where are you from? And also, how did you meet us, myself, Paul and James? Food mm, yeah. Uh, guys, thank you. Thank you very, very much for uh, having me on. I, I appreciate it. I've, I've been That's looking forward to it for all week. Yeah, so uh, my name is uh, Mick Blythe. Uh, I don't know what my official title is, truth be told. Um, I, I just do a lot of things in, in sport and exercise. Uh, I've got my uh, own facility uh, where I do lots of like strength and conditioning work with athletes and uh, personal training one-to-one clients. Uh, but on top of that, I uh, do a lot of teaching. Uh, I teach my own education workshop series. I work for a company that teaches other people to be personal trainers. Um, and I just do a lot of like consultancy work for other businesses as well, um, doing things like this, producing content for them, uh, doing training with their staff and general advisory work and, and stuff like that. Um, yeah, it just, it, I just, you know, I've just always been a, a, a sport and exercise mad kid, really, you know, um, from being three, four years of age, all I wanted to do was sport and exercise in, in, in some way. You know, I always wanted to be a professional in sport, but mm. when I kind of realised that that wasn't going to be the case, from quite an early age, actually, probably like 14, 15, um, I just kind of turned my attention to doing what I thought was the next best thing. Yeah. And then teaching, coaching uh, and advising people. And it's uh, it's been good. Um, Are you from a family yeah. of um, fitness beasts like yourself? Um, it's certainly a fit family, yeah, yeah. fit family. Um, you know, my, my mum was a, a classic 90, 1980s and 90s new age holistic mum that did like Jane Fonda exercise <laughs> vid- videos, not DVDs, videos, that's how old I am. VHS, um, yeah. Yeah, that's how old I am, yeah. And got us into like healthy eating. Um, but my dad has always been into into lifting and, and bodybuilding and stuff. And um, I, I suppose the kind of cheesy backstory about my facility now 
is that I learned to train in my dad's proper working man's class garage, you know, 20 odd years ago. Mm -hmm. uh, and it really was a working class man's garage. Uh, but I loved it. Uh, you know, absolutely loved it. You know, it, it taught me far more than any qualification has ever done about training. Yeah. And I always said that, you know, when I'm older, if and when I've got my own facility, I kind of purposely want it to look and resemble like a garage gym. Um, mm. I've got nothing wrong with big commercial gyms. They are absolutely amazing. Mm. But personally for me, they're just not my cup of tea. Yeah. Uh, I know they're not a lot of clients' cups of tea as well. And certainly in terms of the people I train and the stuff I like to do, it just doesn't work in commercial gyms. Yeah. So... Mm. Uh, the little place I've got now, you know, yeah, it's hot in summer and cold in winter, and it it's a little bit beaten up, but it's um, it's kind of like my garage gym. Uh, the, but the best thing about having that, obviously, lads, is that's where I bet you to in it. So you know, <laughs> yeah. that is destiny. I was, was going to say for some context for people listening and, and know about us food circle, our first um, sort of industrial unit was in a place called Manvers, which is sort of outside Barnsley. Yeah. Um, and we, we were about six months in. We had the the one um, like unit at the business centre. We were, we had hardly any stock in there. Um, we were just just getting on with it and um, you know trying to get some sales. And in our first couple of days, we heard uh, we heard someone <laughs> we heard someone shouting in the in the car park, like you know like yes, do it, go, keep going, keep going. We're like what, what's going on here? <laughs> next door, this 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 bloke next door. Um, and and it obviously turned out to be uh, to be the absolute legend, Mick Blythe, um, putting putting your clients through some serious paces. And I, I've I've done a session with you. I know what it's like. Yeah, um, yeah. So, so it was it was a rude awakening to your type of training. Um, <laughs> yeah, and there it went, went from there. Really, didn't it? Yeah, I think yeah, the tractor tires in the uh, yard were were a signal <laughs> as well of what might be to come when we when we moved in. Yeah, <laughs> and that's why then you very quickly moved out, isn't it? Ultimately? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to be honest, we, we we loved we loved being next to you, uh, next to your yeah. your units. To be honest, it was great, but um, yeah, just just location wise. And to be honest, when we first moved in, we couldn't even afford it. We didn't really no. have any sales. We didn't really have a business. We were kind of like running out of money when we were there. But well, yeah. um, thankfully, things picked up from there, and yeah, um, yeah we were able yeah. to we were able to move forward. But yeah, yeah. so it's a it's a great um, intro, and obviously, you know, it it felt there like there was a community of people that. Yeah, all sort of looked out for each other. I'm sure it's still like that now. Yeah, it is. Yeah, you, you yeah. were straight around to speak to us and ask us yeah. what we were doing and give us advice and buy some stuff and support us, which we really appreciated at the time. It was yeah, no, no, absolutely. It, 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 it was great to have you there. You know, you know, obviously delighted that you were at a level where you needed to move on and, and upgrade. Mm. Uh, but you know, just 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 sad to see you go. Really, not just because I lost a steady stream of. Um, supplements and stuff but uh, <laughs> you know you, you, were, you were just good people weren't you and you know you, you yeah we're not now <laughs> <laughs> success changed everything didn't it <laughs> uh, no you know you, you were just good people and, and obviously because we worked in in similar areas it were nice to have um, yeah. chats and stuff like that I, I, I yeah. bet you've been gone though but what is it two and a half three years Oh, God, yeah, I think it's it's more than two, certainly. I think we moved um, down here to Dinnington, where we are now. We're just around the corner, but not in this premises, in about October 2018, I think. So was we, were it? About, right. we, were, we were about 10 months into our business, I think. Yeah. Right, well. So we just started to get a bit of traction. Yeah. Um, the main problem, it was so far away for us. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Sheffield, James is in Donny. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, it was it was it was and far away from us distribution yeah. wise and stuff like that as well because yeah. our career company is just around the corner here. So yeah, so yeah, lo- 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 location's massive when, when it yeah. comes to to, to to certainly to to a business like like we've got. Um, and I have this conversation with like you know um, personal trainers and and gym owners and, and and stuff like that. I do a lot of um, personal training mentorship programs and. You know, the vast majority of people that have done it have then wanted to open up their own facility afterwards, which is probably why they kind of came to me in the first place. And, you know, it, it's okay having an idea, but an idea and, and, and practice are, are, are two very, very different things. And, you know, you, 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 it's got to be right for you for lots of reasons. So, you know, I'm under no illusions that where I am, it's, it's been lucky for me because it's, like you've said already, it's kind of just outside Barnsley, but also just outside Rotherham but it's not too far down the motorway from Chesterfield and, and Sheffield and, and stuff like that. Um, you know, we've got a, a lovely big area outside that serves as like a, a sports hall. Yeah. So, you know, you, you look at our units, our garages, and you think it's quite small, but actually we've then got five or six times that space outside. Yeah. Um, I wasn't, when, when I first moved there five years ago, I wasn't actually in the units I am now, I'm somewhere different, but I always wanted where I am now because we've then got a big flat wall that yeah. works well. We've got almost like a ready-made, you know, running track and, and, and stuff like that. So, yeah. um, you know, th- these are all like fine little nuances that, that you don't think about really. Um, but when you, when you find somewhere that works, y- your business improves exponentially, doesn't it? So Absolutely, yeah. I saw your, um, your five-year anniversary post actually on Instagram yeah. lately. Yeah. And, you know, it's just amazing what you've achieved. You've achieved so much in that, in that time. Um, so I wanted to ask you sort of, in a nutshell, sort of how it went from uh, a side project, as you said, to where it is today, yeah. and also um, sort of how you how you decided where you positioned yourself, really, because I know you said um, you wanted it to be like a garage gym, like you had at home and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, but, but yeah. But in terms of sort of being that one-to-one service for athletes and for people that want to obviously be coached um, more more sort of one-to-one basis, more closely. Yes. Yeah. How did you decide where to position yourself? Because there's obviously other people that have done a similar thing to you in a similar space and made it focused on group coaching or yes. you know, maybe less of a, I don't know, premium service maybe? I don't yeah, know. yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I, I suppose by, by trade, you know, I, I was a, a, like a college lecturer. So um, when I left uh, school and went to college, 1999, uh, I began working in, in, in gyms as a, a gym instructor, personal trainer there. But then as that developed, I kind of went into, into teaching and spent about 11, 12 years teaching in colleges. Uh, I, I was doing some stuff up at uh, Great Britain Boxing for a couple of years, the kind of cohort that I'd like, you know, Anthony Joshua Rain and Luke Campbell and all these guys that won Olympic gold medals and world championships. Uh, I was running a, a degree program at a college and then I went to run a ice hockey academy for a couple of years. And they, they, they were all amazing. You know, they were, they were fab. But um, formal education, as fantastic as it sounds, if there's any teachers listening, they will know what I mean here. It's great in some ways, but it, it's not so great in, in other ways. Um, and, and, and cut long story short, I, I kind of left working in full-time education to go self-employed for, for lots of reasons. Mm. Um, I, I suppose above anything else, I just wanted to test myself and, and see if I could do it. Yeah. Um, I, I can't, have, you ever, have you seen Jerry Maguire? 
Have you ever seen Jerry Maguire? I haven't yeah. actually, no. Have you not never seen it? Wow, no, that, that's seen all that string tonight. So, <laughs> yeah, this is very corny and cheesy, this. Very, very corny cool. and cheesy, I know it is. We like but that. But within, within Jerry Maguire, he's basically doing one thing. Uh, and he's not majorly enjoying it. And he just has a, a, like an idea in the middle of the night. I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do something else. But then the next day when he's made that decision, he kind of realises that, oh, shit, I haven't really got many foundations to do that with. And that was exactly like me. Yeah. Um, middle of night, couldn't sleep. I just thought, I've just got to leave what I'm doing. I'm going to do it. Woke up the next day, emailed when I needed to email, and then sent it and went, Brill, that's great. Yeah. But what do I do now? <laughs> yeah. Oh, dear. So in, in summary then, you know, I, I just started to, to pull a lot of my contacts together and, and stuff that I'd done bits of you know, started to do more and more of it. Um, just, just bringing things together to create a full-time job and wage ultimately, because as a, as a homeowner and a, and a parent, you know, you've, you've, you've got, to, got to do that. But as good as that was, I, I was kind of finding that I was getting pulled then here, there and everywhere. You know, it, it's okay getting paid a good hourly wage to do a strength and conditioning session. But if that's the other side of Sheffield, mm. by the time you then get to do the side of Barnsley, the money you're earning pro rata is not that great. Yeah. Um, I'd looked at working in professional sport. I was doing some strength and conditioning with some ice hockey teams and, and rugby teams, but um, financially it's not mm. as cut and dried as, as mm. it seems. And there's a lot of uncertainty in sport, ultimately. Mm. You know, you, you, you can get the sack. You know, you, you, you follow football. You know, you know a manager can get sacked like that and all his coaching team go with yeah. it so that wasn't an option um but as kind of luck would have it uh, i've been having some conversations with uh, a close friend of mine and, and a colleague from somewhere else about opening a little uh, facility um and we just kind of stumbled on this place again as luck would have it it was quite close to a new house i was moving into uh, and it was just like look let's do it you know, costs are quite cheap. Let's do it. Let's just see what happens. Mm. I, I can. It allows me to centralise a little bit, but I can then still still do all my other things. Yeah. Um. And, and it just slowly grew, really. And it, and, it, and it just slowly grew and grew and grew and grew. Um. But I remember in in the kind of uh, initial conversations I was having with my friend about what we wanted to do. Um. We kind of said, look, because of where we are, we're never going to be able to compete with kind of big commercial gyms. Mm. Um, so let's not try and compete with them. You know, let's let's do something different. Let's let's be a niche in the area, and let's just do something that we particularly enjoy. And then that's then where we came up with the kind of garage gym idea. You know, focusing on strength and conditioning that literally no one did in the area as a as a bespoke thing. Um, you know, working in gyms is, you know, for years and years, we were always told, oh, you can't have under 18s in the gym. It's too dangerous. It's, insurance won't allow it. And I used to think, well, why can't you have kids in the gyms? It's like, they're like the best people to be in gyms. You want to yeah. instill those habits at a young age. So yeah. we wanted to start training young people. Um, and yeah, and just, just be like a little strength and conditioning performance hub for the area. Um, yeah. Never for one minute thought it would be would be full time job. You know, I'm I'm down there ninety five percent of the time now. But 
that's just yeah. how business and life goes, and it sometimes it evolves, and it takes it takes yeah. time, it takes patience, doesn't it? I think I think a lot of people that want to start a business or or start out on their own um, don't really understand how long things take, and patience is so important. Like yeah. you know, you're not going to have loads of clients overnight, and you're going to have to get off your ass and try and get clients as well. They're not just going to come to you. Um, so there'll be a lot of people listening. A lot of our customers are PTs working commercial gyms and things Real. like that. That you know might be thinking, I want to, I want to be a Mick. I want to start out by myself. Um, you know, I'd love to do my own thing, have that dream. What What would your main piece of advice be to someone that's in that position at the moment that wants to start but just either hasn't, they just don't know where to start to, you know, yeah. To take the lead? Um, ultimately, planning. You know, planning. Mm. Um, I, I take in one of my like educational workshops um I, I teach something called be your own boss which is you know how to open your, your own unit gym and, and mm -hmm. one of the very first slides there is i talk about most action planning um most being an, an acronym for mission objectives strategy and, and, and tactics um basically using it as a as a top down approach you know saying you know if you want to really separate yourselves you know from you know big commercial gyms or gym chains that you know are just they're just incredible in terms of equipment range and what they can offer and prices as well i mean you know commercial gyms they charge like 14.99 yeah. a month now i mean they kind yeah. of sneakily make the money in other ways uh but it's 14.99 a month i mean that is like stupid cheap isn't it yeah, yeah. um so if you're going to go up against those 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 big guys, you've got to know who you are as a business. You know, you've got to know what you want from your business, uh, and just confirm to yourself that that is something that deep down you want to be involved in. Because you guys know more than anyone else, having your own business is like is like having a child. It's your baby, isn't it? And yeah. you never have a day off from being a parent. You know, even if your kids go to your grandparents, you're always thinking about them. You're always planning. You're always doing stuff. And you're just so invested in them, it keeps you awake at night. Even if your kids are sound asleep, you're just laid there thinking about something involved with your kids. And if then as a business owner... If if you've not got that same level of commitment, because deep down you're not enjoying it, or you're not doing what you want to do, you'll just not put the right amount of work into it, and it will just fade away. So, yeah. you know, an example I give is if, if if someone comes to me and says, "Right, make I want my own unit gym," I say, "Right, don't just tell me you want a gym. Tell me what sort of gym you want." You know, if someone came to me and said, "Look, make I want to open a clothes shop," I wouldn't go, "Oh, bro, crack on." I'd be, well, what sort of clothes shop is it? Is it male? Is it is it female? Is it high fashion? Is it sport? You know, what is it? And if they, for example, then say to me, oh, I want to focus on training females. I want to be a female training specialist. Fine, brilliant. Because by knowing that then, everything can then filter down from it. How you make your gym look, all right? You know, and I, I know a lot of, female gym owners that focus mainly on training females and it looks and this is not this is not sexist at all mm. it looks very much like a feminine gym it yeah. smells loads better than mine <laughs> everything's brilliantly color coordinated 
there's plants there, it's clean, it's beautiful. They've not got big, huge, massive, heavy weights. They've got things that are applicable to that demographic. Any marketing or advertising they do, it's got a very specific feminine feel and so on and so forth. Because if you try and target everyone, very often you target no one. You know, yeah. a little bit like you guys. You, you guys know exactly what you do. You know, mm. you, you sell what you sell. You therefore know what your target market is and where to do your research. And yeah, you might get clients naturally outside of that, but 99% of your time, your focus is on you. You know, you don't start thinking, I'll just do that, I'll just do that, I'll just do that. Because it just pulls you away from, from the main thing, really. Yeah. Um, yeah, you've got you've got to have a focus on you. You've got to, otherwise, just end up. Yeah, it just ends up becoming a mess. And does yeah, yeah. You, you don't know who you're marketing to. You don't know, and even in your head as well, it just feel because we were like the when we first started. It was like, what sort of pot bars? What sort of products and categories are we going to sell? We can't just do everything. Um, yeah. Because there'll just be there'll just be no direction. So yeah, absolutely. You, you've got to focus yeah. in on on something. Know your target yeah. market. Know exactly who. Yeah. You know, who you're going to be training and or who you're going to be selling to. Uh, yeah, and, and also the passion in terms of enjoying what you do. Yeah, you, you, you're absolutely spot on. It is. It takes over your life, and it it, it bec- it's not actually work. It sort of becomes, um, you know, part of your life and your lifestyle. Yeah, your job sort of morphs into that. And if you don't enjoy it, you can't get out of bed in the morning. You just, you know, you've just got no chance. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think I think it's um, it's interesting as well what you said about how you market yourself and all the rest of it because I suppose you're you know you're a coach you're the coach in your in your business but you're also the business person you've got your business head on you've got your marketing head on um, how do you sort of um, find that balance of kind of working in and on your business like at the same time because you, you you're coaching people you're doing the doing but you're also doing the you know, maybe that's already been done in the initial stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's hard. It's tough. You know, again, yeah. you guys, more than anyone, you're spinning plates, aren't you? You know, you're yeah. kind of spinning plates and, you know, you're spinning a couple really well. Then you notice that one's fading. So you have to go that. You know, you've only got X amount of time in a day. It's hard. It's tough. I mean, again, one of the things that, I really wanted from my own facility was something that was purposely quite low maintenance. Um, you know, hence a, a garage gym. Um, you know, having been at the, the business center, you know that there's toilets there and showers there and a reception and security and all these things, but they're all manned by other people. I'm yeah. not having to think or, or worry about those. Um, I do have other staff that work from performance 100 but yeah. we kind of have a relationship where they rent space and time from me mm-hmm. but in return for that i just pretty much let them run their own ship so i'm earning from that but are not really having to worry about it too much so i'm not worried about staffing and, and cpd yeah. and, just, and just i suppose just try to minimize things as as much as I can you know I, I get asked to do a lot of stuff that I would kind of quite like to but I've just not got time or I think it pulls me away from my direction I mean I, I get 
I get requests every day to do group training, you know, make do groups, make do boot camps, make do circuits and stuff like this. And anyone that does group training will tell you that they're a good moneymaker. You know, if you've got 15 people paying £10 a session, you know, you don't have to be Carol Vorderman to work out your hourly rate there. It, it's good. It, it's good. But that is just not me, mm. you know, by me doing that, it takes away attention from other things. So, you know, because of the, the plan I created five years ago and how it's just slowly evolved, I, I'm just happy and content with me being me yeah. doing my own minimalistic thing. And self-awareness, isn't it? Just, yeah, and, and, and if that means other gyms, other trainers, other people pick up these clients that wanted to come to me, I'm not, not bothered. Yeah, I'm yeah. absolutely <clears throat> not bothered. I I advise clients to go to other gyms every day. It don't make any odds to me because I'm happy in the product that that, that I I run. Yeah. Um, you know, again, it's almost like the, like the clothes shop example. You know, if you are mm. Hugo Boss and you focus on selling men's suits. If Nike come to you and go, I've got a really good product, you know, if you don't have it, someone else is going to have it, they'll go, well, let them have it. We're not, we're not <laughs> bothered. We, 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 we kind of do what we want to do, you know. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. and, and ultimately, there's enough clients for everyone to go around. There yeah. are 70 million people in the UK and the vast majority don't exercise. Mm. So yeah. you, you, you just focus on you minimalize things but just maximize any time and energy you've got and anything else that comes along within reason just just let someone else do it really yeah, yeah. So, worry sounds, about like, it. sounds like a good couple of takeaways there in answer to paul's earlier question about what you'd advise people keep it simple for one yeah um and number two be really disciplined about what you say yes to yeah 100 um, yeah because you know if you if you're chasing money or you're chasing something else or you just can't say no to things uh and that's in any business uh yeah. you find that you're spreading yourself too thinly and you 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 could lose your passion for it because you yeah you find you're doing things that you're not you're not interested yeah. i mean we've we've done it we've tried products that number one didn't work for our customers and two didn't really work for us because we weren't yeah. interested in them and they, yeah, yeah. they were not a success yeah, yeah. that level of self-awareness like you've clearly got it leads to happiness. Always also leads to success, um, and I can I can tell you've got that because um, if anyone's not driving and listening to this, just go on Instagram, type in Nick Blythe, because uh, your content you can tell you don't give a shit about what people think of you. Um, you you turn your phone on, you record a video of you uh, doing exercise, doing lunges down the street during lockdown. You don't yeah. care. And the thing doing, that doing funny stuff, doing daft yeah. stuff, you know, it's like, it's, it, it's actually, it's refreshing to see because you get a lot, Brilliant. you know, people use social media, don't they, to flex and to yeah. show off yeah. and stuff like that. And I think your, your social media is actually a bit of a breath of fresh air because it's like, oh, thank you. this guy's thank just, you. he's doing what he's passionate about and he's sharing stuff that he either finds funny, interesting, just worth sharing. Um, so, you know, that's probably another good, good takeaway for yeah. everybody. Thank you guys. I mean, I, I, you know, I just think as well is that, you know, I have been doing the job a, a, a long time, you know. Next year is me, is me 22nd year in the industry. And, yeah, yeah. you know, within that, 
I, I, I've not, I've not just spent a lot of time in the industry. I've just done, I've, I've done almost every role within it, you know. And I, I think, I think what's really helped me is that I kind of got into social media age-wise quite late because mm-hmm. I'm old. You know, I didn't, <laughs> I, I didn't have a mobile phone until my 18th birthday. That, that's how old I am. I've only been on social media nine years or whatever. So. You know, I, I probably like to think that I'm at a stage in my life as well, work-wise and, and personally, where, I, you know, I, I don't really... I, I do care what people think, but not not majorly. Um, yeah. If someone wants to call me out for my content, they can do. <laughs> if they don't like it, they don't like it. If it's a, if it's a technical thing that they disagree with, I will have a conversation with them about it, you know. Um, That's I, massive I think fitness, isn't it? People, yeah, uh, yeah, of course it is. It, you know, a lot of it's subjective anyway. Yeah. Um, mm. I, I think a lot of personal trainers and coaches, though, they they go into it quite young. Mm. Um, I've got no stats or data to prove this, by the way. It, it, it really is just an observation. But yeah. um, I, I think there's, there's an awful lot of personal trainers that have not got families. You know, that, that, that probably is an age thing, you know, because mm. biologically you come into it quite young. Um, and so they don't quite understand people and, you know, psychology and, and logistics as, as, as well as someone a bit, a bit older as well. Um, and again, like I said earlier, I just think people get a little bit lost in that they're trying to, to prove to the world that there's something else. But when in reality there's something else completely and there's like a bit of a disconnect and, and I think people can see through a disconnect we you know it humans are very good at reading body language and, and patterns mm. if someone walks into a room and they're not happy you just know they're not happy yeah. you, you just know if they start doing things that are idiosyncratic you, you just know so you know while other personal trainers are saying oh this is my content but in actual fact, they're living in another way. People just see through it. And, and, and I just like to think that when people see my content and they know me, they kind of think, well, that's just Mick being Mick that. Because in actual <laughs> yeah. fact, Mick's always done like exercise up and down his street. Even as like a 16-year-old lad, he'd do walking lunges up and down his mum's and dad's drive. And the reason why he's not asked about that is because... Years before that, when he was a sports mad kid, he spent all day every day playing football or cricket or tennis on his dad's drive, getting shouted at by neighbours. So I'm not, that just feels like normal and, and natural to me. Mm. You know, when I put a picture of my dinner on, just like a plate full of chicken nuggets, <laughs> you know, people think, well, actually, that's just what Mick eats anyway, that, to be fair. You know, he's never eaten couscous or kale in his life because he just can't stand it. Yeah. You know, whereas some talk about, you know, all this nutrition thing that you, you have to eat. Yeah. Well, it's good, but you don't have to be like that all the time. You know? You're in pretty good shape as well, to be honest, mate. You can't see on the... When we put the you can't really see. That's why, that's why I'm looking all right, mate. In reality, <laughs> you'll see <laughs> But no, I believe you're going to Mick's uh, Instagram. Yeah, he's... Uh, yeah, you're in decent shape, I must say, mate. I had a look this morning, uh, chicken nuggets and fish together. I thought, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And tomato sauce. Yeah. Looks, surf, looks like surf a... and turf, mate. Surf <laughs> and turf. If, if someone would have put a picture on a steak and prawns, 
that have yeah. said that's like perfect. Yeah. What's the difference between cod and chicken? Honestly, <laughs> tell me that. No, I can't. No, it's brilliant. And, um, you know, like you say, it's real as well. It's not that pretentious kind of. I'm a I'm a um, personal trainer, a fitness person, using all these fancy words and trying to pull people up on on yeah. technical stuff. I'm just you know or nutrition. Uh, it just is what it is. And I think that's brilliant. Yeah. So we, we touched on it last week with Tom Tom Bennett from Pose and Presto. Now I think what holds a lot of people back is fear of judgment, especially on social media at the moment. Um, yeah, from from other people and comments. And like like I just mentioned in the fitness industry. You know, it must be massive. You get people saying, oh, you're wrong. Um, you know, that exercise is rubbish. You're doing it wrong. Your form's shocking. Your diet's crap. That's rife in fitness as well. So it takes yeah. some mental strength, um, like yourself, to to just still go in all in on yourself and, you know, self-awareness and confidence and belief in yourself. It's obviously, it, it takes a lot of that, especially in fitness. Yeah, thank you. Um, but I want to talk a lot about the business side of it and entrepreneurship. Um, but I want to go into uh, fitness, especially at the moment. Um, you know, there's a lot of talk about mental health. And again, we talked in it on the podcast last yeah. week. Um, through COVID, it's just been a nightmare, especially mental health-wise. You know, it's probably hard to um, to put a figure on it and stuff how many people or more people are struggling on it with it. Um, what What's your opinion on... Because for me... Uh, fitness, going to the gym, doing a six-mile run on the weekend is absolutely key for my for my mental health and especially yeah. in the business. Um, I honestly don't know what I do without it. It's it's massive um, for me personally. So, what what are your thoughts on that? On the importance of fitness, not only through COVID and lockdown stuff, but for people running the business or just for people's mental health in general. Yeah, I mean, I mean, hundred percent. You know, hundred percent. Um... I mean, I think people have always known that exercise is is good, not just for physical, but for mental health. Mm. Um, you know, if you look at the whole structure of professional sport in the country, you know, how professional football teams and rugby teams kind of got started, it, it by and large came from large-scale employers who had, you know, hundreds and hundreds of, of men at the time mm. on their books, they, they realised that they had to get them out of the work environment, you know, whether it was actually playing or watching sport, and get them just doing physical. Yeah. Um, you know, people have always taken part in sport and exercise for health and leisure for thousands and thousands of years. You know, the, the ancient Greeks and Chinese and Egyptians spoke about it. So it, it, it's going to be no different now. Um, if anything, it's probably going to be more important now because mm. in everyday lives, we're just far less active, aren't we? Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, we all spend a lot more time sat down, uh, indoors, you know, every invention that's made. Some invention uh, breaking, I think, behind you. That, that's <laughs> the sound of someone else's problem when I go back to work in a bit. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, every invention that's made is designed to make life easier, isn't it, ultimately? Yep. So... Yeah, anything that just gets us up, just gets us 
stretched out and elongated and, and gets us moving is is always going to be a good thing. Mm. Um, again, well, probably not... because of my kind of background as a sports mad kid, I've I feel that I have to do something every day. You know, you know. Luckily, touch wood. You know, I, I don't class myself as ever having having had you know mental health issues. But in mm. the same breath, my wife would say, "Well, you kind of have." Because if we're going out for the day, you'll get up at five o'clock in the morning to go in the gym just because you've done it. And, and I suppose that is a little bit of, a, of an addiction type thing, isn't it, really? You know, me, me training in the morning, regardless of what time it is or how cold it is, it makes my day better. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. it, it, it really does. It's my, it, it's my sanctuary, you know. Yeah. Um, I, I love training other people. I train... Mm dozens and dozens of other personal trainers and coaches each year, but I love to train myself. You know, I like to get on. You probably heard me when you were next door. Get the music on, turn it up full blast. We've already discussed, I don't really care what other people think. That is my hour and I'm I'm training. Um, So for people that feel the same, to have not only had so much other stuff taken off them this year, but also gyms, which mm. remember for a lot serve as social circles as well. It's, mm. it's hard. No, that, 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 that is tough. That, that is, it is, is really, really tough. You know, I, I see a lot of social media posts by young people, you know, and they're talking about how much they miss the gym and how desperate they are to go to the gym and that they've been in, t- in tears because the gym's been short. And, you kind of think, come on, it's not that bad. But then you think, no, mate, come on, come on. You know, without a gym, you would have felt like that. As a young person, your social circle is life as well, isn't it? I mean, to mm-hmm, think yeah. I'd have been 21 and I'd have not been to Ibiza and seen my mates for a year. I mean, the thought of that just, like, makes yeah. me shudder. So, yeah. um yeah. It's no surprise people have found it hard not exercising. Yeah, exactly. Um, and you're and you're not just a, a you know just a fitness coach. You're a mentor to people and a and a sort of got that leadership about you as well, which I suppose does kind of it revolve around face to face contact as well. So yeah, um, yeah, yeah. You know, um, it's probably been a tough time for uh, on both sides of it on for your side yeah. because that's your yeah. circle as well and. You know, for your for your clients as well. Um, yeah. But, but yeah, I, I wondered about that actually. Have you, have you always had those sort of? I suppose it comes from your education background. Maybe I don't know. I'll ask you. I'll ask you to say in your own words. But have you always had those sort of leadership qualities and the sort of keenness to nurture people's development and stuff like that, or in fitness um, and, and beyond? I mean, who knows? I, I don't know really. I mean, you know, the age-old argument in leadership is are you born with it or is it created? And, you know, there's always countless arguments here or there. I did a workshop actually the, the, the weekend just gone about real high performance clients and, and, and psychologically and physically what are they like and what makes them tick. And we had content provided by Royal Marines, paratroopers, uh, elite sports people. And, it, and even they all had their own views on, on leadership. Some think... It's, it's born, it's genetic. 
something it's created. So I, I don't know. You know, I, I don't know. Um, you know, I, I, again, I know I keep talking about it, but I, I do think my kind of sporting background has helped with that. You know, yeah. I always played football, cricket, rugby, hockey, in, yeah. in hockey teams and stuff like that. Because I just loved it so much. You know, I, I was that like eight-year-old lad that would go up to a group of teenagers and go, can I play? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And just, just get in and mix it. Um, but t- teaching background as well, you know, you've, you, you can't be a, a teacher for any length of time unless you're just comfortable talking in front of people, taking a bit of flack, you know, yeah. dealing with, with tough situations. You know, I've, I've given lectures to, to hundreds of people at a time and that's, you know, that, that's quite a daunting feeling mm-hmm. that particularly like a university lecture hall where you can't see them, but, you know, they, yeah. they can see you. So, yeah. you know, ha- having done that, again, I, I suppose it's just natural that, you know, when then you're working with a smaller group of people, um, it, it, it just doesn't feel as, as hard, really. It just doesn't seem yeah. as, as problematic, I think. I think that does come naturally leadership and being able to do that what you just described i really do yeah i guess i guess you've been drawn to that sort of thing haven't you through teaching and then in, yeah, probably, yeah. You've done. yeah 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 you'd yeah. be the captain of the football team Nick. if you were in the premier league team you would you'd be the captain do you think? i mean you do when you retire you do punditry for a couple of years and then you go into management <laughs> you'd be the frank lampard i think, I think i'll take that i'll take that <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, but team a big team sport emphasis there. You know, yeah. sports you mentioned, cricket, rugby, football, hockey, yeah. all that stuff. That that just that brings that out because you're always you're dealing with different personalities. You're dealing with people 100%. all the time, aren't you? Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, I, I don't know what what the what the data and statistics are now. I've not mm. got a clue. But um, you know, quite a few years ago, there, there was lots of data from America that showed a, a mm. disproportionately higher number of business leaders, CEOs, politicians, etc. They all played uh, sport at like a high school and a university level and, and yeah. stuff like that. And again, you know, is that is that cause and effect? Mm. Did they always have those qualities and that's why they played sport? Or yeah. did sport create those abilities? Um, who knows? Go on, mate. No, I was just going to say, I think sport's got a big part to play in people's confidence yeah. and people's you know, like ability to deal with people, like I just said, I yeah. think, you know, it has got a big part to play, like whether you say which way around it is, whether it's correlation or causation or whatever, it's, you know, yeah, yeah. I think it's massive. I was, I was going to say, yeah, exactly. I, I play football every Tuesday night. Well, we haven't for a few months. We get, we're getting back next week and it helps me massively. I forget about work. I forget about business. It's a one hour where I can just, you know, sort of relax and sort of download. And I'm the loudest built people who play with me at back <laughs> will back me up on this and you play with me. I'm, I'm the loudest by a mile. I yeah. just can't help Yeah, me. without the ability to back it up. As I well. know, I exactly. <laughs> I'm awful. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Just, I just can't help it. I don't know what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, either encouragement or <laughs> having to go at someone when I can't back it up yeah. myself. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. And again, for mental health, I can't recommend it enough for anyone listening that wants to start mm. a business or is, is just stressed out to hell. Go for a run, start building up um, your confidence for running or go to the gym. Yeah. 
Well, it's, it's healthy habits, isn't it? I mean, you yeah. make, make you said earlier about getting up at 5 a.m. to exercise as being like an addiction, but actually it's mm. it's more just a really good habit. And yeah, it is, yeah, yeah. If, if, you're in that, if, you, if you're in that space, that's brilliant. It's better than going out yeah, drinking yeah. or whatever you might, else yeah, you might do. I mean, yeah, yeah. you can do that as well, but mm. yeah. Um, yeah. Let's wrap it up, mate. I want to wrap up with, what's your, what's your main tip for people that can't stay motivated, that, you know, they want to um either lose weight or put on muscle or get get to a certain um get to a certain weight uh, or they want to be able to run 10k but just yeah. you know can't even run down the street or can't get motivated for it or want to start eating healthier what's your tip to stay motivated stay dedicated yeah i mean it, it's, it's tough you know it it, it 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 really is tough um you know that that's the reason why everyone in the country you know if you stop any person in the street and you say to them, is exercising and eating healthy good for you? They will all say, yeah, because mm-hmm. everyone knows it. But the reason why the majority of the population don't do that is because there are so many internal instincts fighting against that. Now, despite what we might think of ourselves, humans are animals, you know, and, you know, in almost every way, we are no different from a dog, cat, squirrel, whatever. And within, within every animal in the animal species, their overriding instinct is survival. And the best chances of increasing the odds of survival are living in a safe, comfortable, predictable environment where you're not exposing yourselves to stresses and strains. And ideally, you can get as many calories on board as possible with expending the least amount of energy. That's, that's just basic human survival. You know, when you watch these wildlife programs with David Attenborough, or you go to the zoo, you pay like 50 quid to take your kids to the zoo, and like every animal's asleep. Because, mm-hmm. you know, they've been fed that morning, so they might as well just conserve energy you know, and, and, and we are exactly the same, you know, we are exactly the same. Probably up until several hundred years ago, maybe less than that actually, the world though just didn't allow us to live in, in that environment, you know. Yeah. Food was scarce, you know, we had to go and work in fields and factories and, you know, all, all these sorts of things. But now we've mentioned it already, the world is very different. You know, every invention that is created is to make his life easy. And mm. it, we, 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 we're ridiculous with it. You know, there's, there's a kettle there. And I've got tea and coffee and milk. But if my wife came home for lunch and went, join it for a Starbucks? I'd go, yeah, come on, yeah. <laughs> so rather than making a cup of tea and coffee myself, we're getting in the car, driving, and spending 10, 15 pounds on something just because it's easier mm. and just because it's nicer, you know. Mm. And that, that, that's just how we are and, and how we're going to be. Those, those things, iPhones, the internet, Starbucks, they are never going to go away. Mm. So in order then to override those instincts, we've got to find a why. You know, we've got to find a, a, a purpose. Because if that why and purpose is strong enough, it immediately overrides all those things, you know. Becky went to me, my wife, do you want to go to Starbucks? But we're going to have to walk it 
to about four or five mile, I'd go, suddenly go, no, I'm all right, Ta. But if she went, at the end of it, there's a million pound, do you want to do it? I'd run it. So <laughs> it, 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 it's, not, it's not the fact that I can't do it. It's because I don't want to do it. But if there's a why, if there's a purpose, that overrides them. And, and, and that's the same for people with exercise, for example. They know they need to train. They know they need to lose weight. They tell themselves they are going to train. But after a long day at work, they get home to a nice warm house. They sit on the comfy sofa. They turn on the flat screen TV. They start scrolling through Insta. Every signal they've got just says, no, don't go to the gym. It's a risk. It's uncomfortable. It's a stress. Just stay in. And while you're staying in, you might as well have something to eat. And that, that, that is a real problem. You know, that, that is a real problem. So what you've got to do to clients is, is, is almost like plant seeds. You know, if you, if you come in too strong, listen, you're crap, you're rubbish, you're demotivated, you're letting yourself down, you're letting your family down, go and lift that. They don't do it. Because mm. again, someone been in your face shouting, that's going to trigger defensive instincts, isn't it? So yeah. they're going to put a wall up and back away. So the, the, the key with me and my clients is just get them moving, first of all. You know, I, I've got like a, a template I like to follow in the first few sessions to check how they move and, and strength and stuff like that. But everything's purposely quite relaxed, quite enjoyable, lots of conversation about them, them doing lots of talking, just trying to make it a quite pleasurable experience. So when it's time for the gym the next day and all those instincts are kicking in, other mm. instincts kick in and say, well, actually, you quite enjoyed it last night, didn't you? And, you know, Mick's all right. You know, he's a, he's a decent bloke. You know, he's got the radio on. He made you a cup of coffee. So they go and they go and they go. And then for each passing time they go, you get them to work a little bit harder, mm. which makes them feel a bit prouder, a bit happier. They start to see results, which, which gets the ball rolling. You, you try to make it a habit, you know, so that they get into the habit of going. But like I mentioned, you just plant, you know, small little seeds. You just try to find out why people do things. You like to find out in particular what they enjoy. And hopefully, and listen, this is not a foolproof plan. Quite often this doesn't work. It doesn't. But hopefully these seeds start to grow. And mm -hmm. before you know it, you know, although a few months ago these people were quite shy, unfit, lacking confidence, you could tell not majorly enjoying it. Suddenly, they're just like different people. Because if, if you can unlock that door, if you can make exercise a habit, if you can make progression an addiction, yeah. you've pretty much got them for life. You know, you, you, you've pretty much got them for life. Yeah. Um, Absolutely, yeah. But, but that, that is hard. That, that is hard. You know, yeah. you're only one person seeing them for two or three hours a week. As bad as it sounds, and, and quite often they don't know they're doing it, they've got like partners or kids at home that say to them, well, you're not going to gym tonight, are you? I want mm -hmm. to see you. Or, mm -hmm. well, I thought we'd go out for some tea. So, yeah. they, they don't know it. You know, yeah. Sacrifice, isn't it? it? All these things, it is, it, it's hard, you know. And, uh, you know, because of who we are at the gym and, and who we train and as business model or who we advertise, you know, I, I do like to think that I get a lot more 
performance clients than other gyms. You know, we, we, we attract clients from other gyms that, uh, you know, are more drawn to that sort of environment. Mm. Um, but even then, it, it, it's hard. You know, you, in, you know, motivation is like that. It's yeah, like yeah. a wave. Sometimes it's high, sometimes it's low. But, you know, because of age and experience, you know, I like to think you can kind of spot those subtle yeah. signs um, and just put, put measures in place. You know, not take it personal. You know, not yeah. start going on rants. Oh, you're 10 minutes late. You, you know, you're rubbish, you're crap and stuff like that. Because that loud opposite effect. You know, just just try to find out what yeah. what the issue is. You know, I've, I've had a lot of tough conversations with on, online clients during lockdown and, and really brilliant clients that have just been flat as pancakes that have been cancelling sessions. But that's not a personal thing. We know the reasons why. We know yeah. the reasons why. You, you just help, you support, you try to put things in place. You know, you, you reassure them, look, we'll be open soon. If you don't want to train online, why don't you have a program you can do in your own time? You know, let's just do a program on stuff you enjoy. Let's not worry about having body balance and an equal measure of push and pull exercises. Just tell me five exercises that you quite like, and we'll just do them. You know, yeah. just just keep them training, just keep them coming back, and then when gyms reopen, we'll we'll then worry about it then. Yeah, it's a brilliant answer. I think on that motivation thing, it's about kind of trying to even that wave out a little bit so that the yeah. highs aren't so high and the lows aren't. Well, maybe not the highs aren't so high, but certainly the lows aren't as low in terms of motivation. Yeah. I think we could all relate to that. But yeah, yeah, it's a brilliant answer. Like in terms of your habits and stuff like that, your habits are you. These 30 second little day to day actions, you know, for me, it, yeah. used, it used to be well, when the gyms were open, it used to be if I get off the motorway at that junction, I get in that lane, I'm at the gym already. Then it's just that little yeah. habit putting my indicator on mm. that's all I need yeah. to do. As long as I put my indicator on, I'm there because once I've come off at that junction, I'm going, yeah. I'm going to get there. Um, so yeah, it's um, it's a great answer. And speaking of which, Mick, because we're, we're sort of um, gonna wrap up and let you go soon and get back to work, um, do you want to tell us about? Just give a little plug to the latest stuff that's going on at Performance 100, latest programs you've got going on. Uh, yeah, that if that's okay. Yeah, yeah so, absolutely. Um, yeah, we, we've got as regular kind of strength and conditioning, uh, athlete development and like one-to-one program happening. Um, so if anyone's interested in, in, in stuff like that, then they, they can give me a shout. You know, we don't have uh, much availability. We, we, we kind of, you know, pretty much chock-a-block, but... And yeah. um, people can always get in touch, and, you know, and if I can facilitate, I, I will. Um, but alongside that, you know, we, we do online products as well. So this year we ran, first of all, a, it was called Mates, uh, a male-specific body transformation program. And then that then led to a, a female equivalent called uh, Ladies, which mm-hmm. has like nutrition, psychology, and, and training information. We're going to be launching... Uh, those again in January. Um, I also do like remote program writing for, for people. So, yeah. um, you know, however long they want it to last, a, a very detailed, structured plan that they follow elsewhere. Um, one of the things that we've seen, again, quite predictably, I suppose, during 2020, is people like themselves just finding how good garage gyms can be, mm. you know, always thinking it's going to be a bit crap this, but they want to train. So they bought kit, they've done the garage out 
and they kind of thought, you know what, I quite like this. Yeah. You know, it, it, it saves time. It's brilliant. You know, the kids can sit in the corner with the iPads. It's great. So a lot of people that buy these remote programs, it's for them then to do in, in their own time. Um, yeah. But we, we just do other, you know, bits and bobs as and when we can. Um, you know, in 2021, I am going to relaunch my kind of education workshop series. We've already done, I think, I think it was two face-to-face ones at the start of 2020. A couple more have been online, but however, how it's going to be yet, I don't know, but we need to get those back up and running. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if, if people want to, you know, just, just, just give me a follow on social media and have a look at what I do. And then if they've got any questions, just, just drop me uh, a message. I, I kind of pride myself on replying to every message. Yeah, I can. Yeah. I'm sure... Yeah. I probably have missed a few in my, in my time, but um, if people are going out of the way to follow me and send me a question, then it's the least I can do is is, is reply. And, and as I mentioned earlier, if I cannot facilitate them, you know, for whatever reason, I will direct them to someone else that, yeah. that can. I'm not going to hoard clients. I'm not about that. That's, that serves me no purpose. It serves them no purpose. It just serves no purpose to the industry in general, really. Because mm-hmm. if, if you're a if you're a if you're in this industry, you should want everyone within it to be better. And if mm. if you're not, it kind of shows you in it for the wrong reasons, doesn't it? Really, exactly. Yeah, exactly. I, I highly recommend. Brilliant stuff. Anyone checks you out on Instagram, Nick Blythe, all one word. Um, yeah, and you do you put out videos of uh, exercises that people can uh, take inspiration from. Actually, I've tried a few of the exercises out, and also your comment section is littered with questions and advice. And yet, you give out some great advice. You put out positivity and encouragement for people to be themselves. So definitely check it out. Make you an absolute beast. Um, thanks so much for coming on. Thank you, um, guys. Thank you. It's been a pleasure to talk to you, mate, and yeah. good to yeah. see you again. And glad that um, you've managed well through this year, and and long may it continue. Success, yeah. like, yeah. like fellas. Likewise, listen. I remember when you moved in. I, I remember. <laughs> I remember your unit. You know whether you want your listeners to hear this or not, but I remember no, your do. officers right at the back, just packed full of stock, wasn't it? <laughs> uh, I remember oh. that. But listen, you know, look at where you are now, and that's not that's not luck. That's that's design. Um, you know, two brilliant fellas doing good things in the right way. Um, and I, I tip my hat to you. I, I really do. My, my utmost respect. My utmost Thanks respect. a lot, mate. You my too. Pre- appreciate that. Yeah. 100%. Fellas, take care. Thanks a lot. You good too, stuff, mate. Later. Cheers, bye. Take bye. care. Bye. 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 Thanks for listening, everyone. Yeah, thank you. I really enjoyed that. Yeah, what really enjoyable that? conversation. Great, Top bloke. Um, some great insights. And yeah, I think... I think people get a lot of value from that, especially if you're um, a PT or a fitness um, fitness fanatic um, and you want to work within the fitness industry. Mm. I think uh, Mick's got loads to offer, um, which he's, he's given us a, a snippet of in that podcast. But go and follow him on social media because his content's just um, just honest. It's just authentic, funny. Um, yeah, what a top guy. And um, great to speak to him and catch up with him. And uh, and get his thoughts. Yeah, we'll post uh, we'll post one of his videos actually, in our on our speed. Yeah. So people find him. Um, but yeah, no, enjoyed that. Thank yeah. you. What else have we got coming up? Anything? Uh, episode four, we don't know who's going to be on yet. 
No, still, don't know still yet. yet to arrange that, so we'll see about that. But we'll hopefully try and get it up for about a week after this one. Yeah. Whenever this goes up. Um, Business-wise, what else have we got? Maybe another mystery box for Christmas. Maybe, maybe another mystery. Uh, first one went really well. Yeah, it did. Um, yeah, thank you for everyone that bought. Fantastic. So yeah, um, countdown to Christmas is on. So um, so yeah, we'll we'll mm. see you all soon. Thanks for listening.